one, one, two, three. Hello and welcome to the People Powered Green Left Podcast, where we give a voice to the 99% and not the big corporations. If you think this project is important, please consider becoming a supporter today. Now, on to our latest episode. G'day, uh, thanks for joining us. My name is Alex Bainbridge from Greenft, and this is the latest episode of the Greenft Show. Today we're going to be discussing the elections in the Philippines. There's obviously an important election happening in Australia as well, but uh, these elections in, in the Philippines, according to today's guest, no ordinary elections. Before we get started, I want to make clear that we're recording this show on stolen Aboriginal land. We pay our respects to elders and warriors, past and present, and we also pledge our solidarity with ongoing struggles for justice for First Nations people. Also, before we get started, I just want to say, if you like the work that we do, please become a Green F supporter. It is invaluable, the people that do show their support to Green F in this way. It's a, it's a regular financial contribution starting at just $5 a month. It is the best way to both show your support as well as to receive the content that we produce. There is a link in the description below. You can also support us on Patreon if that's, if that's your preference. As I said, today we're going to be discussing the elections in the Philippines. I'm here today with special guest Rahana Moadine. Uh, she is in Australia at the moment, but is active. She is an active participant in the in the elections over in the Philippines. Uh, so I actually began by asking Rahana, please, to explain the political context with uh, this uh, elections in the in the, in the context of Duterte's authoritarian regime in in the Philippines and the Duterte clan making links with the with the with the discredited remnants of the the Marcos. Um, the former Marcos dictatorship. Okay, thank you, Alex, and thank you uh, to Green Left Weekly for uh, putting this on. Um, well, the elections, which are on uh, the 9th of May, uh, the national elections, um, uh, are taking place in a country reeling under the blows of uh, the multiple crises of the system, the pandemic, the climate crisis, the economic and social crisis, and so on. Um, and uh, for example, uh, more than a fifth of the labor force and almost uh, one-tenth of the population uh, is underemployed or unemployed. Uh, poverty levels have risen uh, with 18% uh, of all families uh, expected to cross the official regional poverty threshold. Uh, as of the first semester of 2021. Meanwhile, the collective wealth of the 50 richest Filipinos grew by 30% from 20 to 2021, uh, despite the pandemic. Um, and of course, the Philippines is one of the world's most vulnerable countries to climate-related impacts, such as typhoons and the environmental crisis. And over the last couple of years, we've had uh, some terrible typhoons and um, uh, uh, destructions and fatalities and, uh, and so on uh, as a result of these. And uh, by 2030, some 50% of the population are expected to be affected uh, by the rise in sea levels with sections of major uh, urban centers submerged, including the capital Metro Manila. Um, and in the political arena, we find the former dictator Ferdinand Marcos's clan uh, Ferdinand Marcos was overthrown in, um, P in P uh, People's Power Uprising in uh, February 1986. 
We find his clan relentlessly pursuing the ambition to get back into power in the country. And they've formed an alliance with, the, with President Duterte and his clan, who are equally determined to protect their dynasty's hold on power uh, in these elections. So we have the son of the former dictator, Bongbong Marcos Jr., running for president along with Sara Duterte, the daughter of President Duterte, as his vice president. Um, and these clans have united with some of the most right-wing dynasties in Philippine politics, the Arroyos, the Estradas, etc., backed by sections of the Philippine billionaire class, many of whom are, uh, are listed in the Forbes, uh, Forbes list of Asia's billionaires uh, who are backing this Marcos Duterte presidential tandem. And these forces represent the most right-wing faction of the Philippine ruling class. And business as usual, even with limited reforms, offer no solution at all. And a radical socialist alternative is needed. Now, the Duterte regime was elected in May 2016 and represents a rise in far-right authoritarian and even neo-fascist governments internationally. Uh, from Brazil's uh, Bolsonaro to Trumpism in the US, Orban, uh, Viktor Orban in Hungary, Narendra Modi uh, and his Hindu fascism in India and so on. Um, and uh, 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 this international trend is also the political manifestation of the multiple crises that I referred to before. And also the utter failure of liberal neoliberal governments to address these crises and the consequence of the inability of the left to build and mobilize around a genuine anti-neoliberal and anti-capitalist alternatives. And in the Philippines, uh, the election of Duterte is a result of the failure of the post-Marcos what we call elite democratic regimes from Cory Aquino onwards who came to power. Um, so this is uh, generally speaking, the context in which the elections are taking place. I was a high school student in the 1980s when the Marcos dictatorship was overthrown. Yeah, and at the time it just seemed like the, the example par excellence of a regime that had, had got no you know, popular legitimacy. Uh, and now we've got the Duterte regime uh, with this sort of total, uh, totally brutal war on the poor. It's staggering to think that these political forces have got any popular support at all, let alone enough to win an election. Can you explain how that, how that has come about? Well, um, yes, the, the system is rigged towards uh, these dynasties uh, and, uh, uh, you know, to um, replicate uh, and maintain these rule, the rule of these dynasties. Um, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and that's uh, important to understand this because there's a, uh, there's a tendency especially amongst the uh, liberal bourgeois forces, some of the middle-class forces, to blame the people uh, for the election of these authoritarian regimes, including Duterte. Um, but um, of course, uh, Duterte uh, was, um, there was a, a popular support for him uh, because uh, the Masa, as we call, call, call them, um, uh, were uh, utterly uh, disillusioned by decades of uh, uh, elite uh, democratic, so-called elite uh, democratic rule. 
uh, and um, the implementation of uh, neoliberal programs that that have destroyed the socioeconomic fabric of the country, including their very lives. And and so there was massive disillusionment uh, and uh, Duterte put forward uh, a populist uh, program uh, with a lot um, uh, with populist rhetoric. Uh, he promised things like uh, the end of subcontracting. Uh, he um, uh, had uh, uh, he took a, a stance of uh, being against the United States and promised to end all military agreements with the U.S. and backed China over the U.S. and and so on. Um, he promised. Uh, 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 and end to the insurgency based on a peaceful resolution of the insurgency. So that, you know, that, there was a lot of, uh, he ran on a populist program, a lot of populist rhetoric. Uh, the people were, um, uh, their lives had been devastated by decades of elite uh, uh, liberal neoliberalism. Uh, and um, so uh, it was on the strength of that, uh, that Duterte was elected. Um, but uh, it is also um, uh, a result of a, of a system where, uh, uh, which is um, uh, marked by uh, a political system which is marked by the rule of dynasties. Um, so, uh, for example, um, uh, in the Senate, um, 17 out of 24 senators belong to dynasties and political clans. In the le- lower house of Congress, 71% of the district representatives are from political clans and dynasties. Uh, in the party list seats, which have been set aside for the marginalized sectors, 62 out of 134 have links to political dynasties and clans. Um, governors in 81 provinces, more than 80% are from dynasties. Uh, and more than 51% are aligned with Duterte. So this, and this system of dynasty politics is built on electoral fraud, backed by coercion and violence. And of course, the liberal opposition plays the same game of dynasties. They also have their share of dynasties and political clans. Uh, So there needs to be a real breach in the system, the system of dynasties for the left to make any meaningful gains in the electoral arena. Um, So system change in the Philippines is a struggle to dismantle the political dynasties. Um, So this also needs to be understood in terms of how uh, the the mass response. However, uh, people have experienced um, his uh, rule. They do, there is a high high level of awareness now uh, that uh, he, he, he just represents Uh, elite politics, another form of elite rule. Uh, And there has been resistance. Uh, There have been uh, mass resistance in the streets. There have been a series of spontaneous strikes and uh, actions in in, uh, the rural areas amongst farmers and uh, and so on. So uh, uh, he has become exposed. There has been resistance. Um, and, um, uh, And we are getting a hearing uh, for um, um, uh, our campaign, uh, which is also an indication of this. Um, we are getting uh, a significant hearing. We've had a significant national political impact, uh, especially uh, because of the focus o- 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 on our platform and the demands that we're putting forward um, in our platform uh, for these elections. 
Well, let's discuss your campaign. Uh, I think it is fair to say that this is the most ambitious uh, election campaign run by the Philippines left ever, probably. Uh, can you please explain why you're running, what is the scope of your campaign, and, and tell us more about it? Uh, well, uh, we're, we're running because, uh, you know, this is no ordinary elections in the Philippines um, uh, because of the, the conjuncture uh, that I described. Uh, the political conjuncture uh, that I described. And um, um, uh, in the lead up to the elections, um, uh, in the, you, you know, when candidates were, and p political parties were considering uh, their uh, uh, stance and uh, their participation, their level of intervention, um, we were faced with a gaping political vacuum in the electoral arena. Uh, the, uh, uh, liberal bourgeois opposition represented by the Liberal Party uh, were pro procrastinating and uh, they were unable to present an opposition candidate. Um, and uh, Lenny Robredo, uh, who finally announced a candidacy for presidency, who is also the chairperson of the Li Liberal Party, uh, threw her hat in the ring uh, at, towards, at, at, at the last minute. Uh, and uh, even then she's running as an independent. Um, so uh, my party, the party, the Lakastang Masa, PLM, took on the challenge and decided to run a full slate of candidates and present a radical alternative to the electorate. Um, so we are running Liodi de Guzman, uh, a long-term lab labor leader, a founding member of PLM, and chairperson of the Socialist Labor Center, uh, the BMP, or the Solidarity of Filipino Workers. Um, he's running for president. Uh, Walden Bello, a renowned international scholar and political activist, who's the chairperson of the Socialist Coalition Labanang Masa, is running as his vice president. We are running a Senate team headed by Lucas Spiritu, a labor lawyer, a former National Council member of PLM and president of BNP. Uh, PLM has led the formation of a Socialist Green Alliance with the Nature Party and Green Party. And their leaders, Roy Carbonegro and David D'Angelo, are running for the Senate as PLM candidates. We're also running for the lower house of Congress under the party list system as the PLM party list in an alliance with the public sector union uh, workers, Kamagfi. And we have several mayors and local councillors running against local political clans and traditional politicians. So we're running a, a, a full slate um, and uh, uh, and uh, getting a uh, we've run, run a very strong campaign and we're getting a, a, a very strong response. Can you tell us some of the key um, highlights from your platform and also the importance of running worker candidates? Well, it, um, it's a historic campaign um, in um, in many ways. Um, it's um, the first time that the left has run for uh, the presidency. Uh, it's the first time uh, that uh, a labor, that a worker candidate, a labor leader has run for the presidency. And it's the first time that an, a radical anti-capitalist and socialist platform uh, has been put forward uh, in a national election at this level in the Philippines. So, you know, it's a historic campaign in a, uh, in a critical conjuncture 
for Philippine society and the Philippine left. Um, and uh, uh, so, uh, you know, there are um, many aspects of this um, that uh, are important. And, and, this, and this in itself uh, is one of the reasons that we're getting um, such a strong hearing. The fact that we're running a, a, a can, candidates of the Masa with a, a proven and demonstrated record in campaigning around the key issues um, that affect the Masa. Uh, you know, we're not just people who suddenly uh, decided to run. Um, uh, and uh, that we're running on a platform of the mass movement. These, these are issues that the mass movement has carried uh, for, for a long time. This in itself is one of the reasons that we've had a national political impact in these elections. Now, um, so some of the, the, the key uh, issues that uh, we're campaigning on is the introduction of a wealth tax of the richest families with a net worth over pesos 100 million uh, to address inequality, the cancellation of debt repayments for five years uh, and reviewing and auditing all existing debts, the recovery and return of the remaining stolen wealth of the Marcoses amounting to some pesos 126 billion, and the prosecution of the Marcos family members who have kept and utilized their stolen wealth, including for these elections. Um, the immediate increase in the daily uh, minimum wage to pesos 750 a day nationwide, uh, to uphold the principle of workers' control, uh, that is to ensure that workers are consulted in all industries and economic sectors through the establishment of unions and workers' committees parallel to corporate boards for policy and daily operations, the banning of co contractualization in all its forms, the imposition of price controls on oil, electricity, internet, water, farm inputs, and other basic commodities, uh, small farmers' control of agriculture uh, to ensure food sovereignty, uh, which includes distribution um, for free of all remaining lands under agrarian reform, uh, freezing compliance with all World Trade Organization directives, and so on, um, implementing an anti-dynasty law um, the Philippine constitution has a provision that the state will prohibit political dynasties as defined by law, but this hasn't been implemented. The law hasn't been put in place and implemented by Congress. So the immediate implementation of, the anti of an anti-dynasty law, upholding climate justice, demanding reparations from rich countries for their historical responsibility for the climate crisis, uh, and pursuing a just transition to a low carbon, carbon economy, uh, instituting measures to achieve uh, gender equality and strengthen gender rights, including uh, to pass a divorce law, decriminalize abortion, uh, legalize LGBTQIA plus gender category and uphold marriage equality and support alternative forms of family arrangement, unconditionally resume peace talks with the CPP uh, New People's Army, National Democratic Front, repeal the Anti-Terrorism Act, and significantly reduce the budget of all security-related and defense agencies relative to the budget for social services, uphold the right to self-determination, support the Bangsamoro people's struggle for full and meaningful autonomy, and strengthen and enforce indigenous principles of common ownership of natural resources, and for a non-aligned foreign policy 
based on national sovereignty and internationalism, which includes ending military agreements with uh, major powers such as the US, including Australia, um, uh, close down all US de facto military bases in the country, and reject the expansionist and sphere of influence claims of China uh, and the US in the South China Sea, um, uh, and promoting a political resolution uh, to the disputed uh, territories. Um, so these are some of the more immediate or short-term demands uh, of our campaign. Um, the whole thing is uh, geared to its basic, it's an anti-capitalist uh, platform geared towards a, a socialist orientation. And, and this platform has been the central focus of our campaign. Um, you know, we've, we've said it's the platform and it's a demonstrated record, not personality politics, but the platform, uh, and uh, and it's got a, a significant hearing. Finally, can you tell us what can people in Australia, including in the Filipino community, uh, do to help support your campaign? Um, well, um, I should actually also mention that um, the the rest of the left, how they have responded as well, because this has because this has implications for uh, how uh, the Filipino communities uh, internationally uh, have also positioned themselves. Um, well, unfortunately, uh, the rest of the left have failed to respond in our uh, assessment to the challenges posed uh, in this conjuncture. They have followed their business as usual strategy in the electoral arena which has been to run left candidates hitched to the presidential campaign of a faction of the capitalist class and not even a lesser evil option because uh, the Communist Party of the Philippines and its uh, forces al organizations aligned with the CPP supported Duterte when he ran in 2016. Uh, this time, the Communist Party of the Philippines, Akbayan and the Partido Mangagawa, the Labour Party, are supporting Lenny Robredo um, the labor movement is divided with the unions aligned with these parties uh, supporting the liberal bourgeois opposition and the right-wing trade union Congress of the Philippines is supporting Marcos Jr. And um, uh, uh, currently uh, the Marcos Duterte tandem are leading in the polls with Lenny Robredo trailing in second place, but with growing support. Uh, but of course, these polls are commissioned and paid for by the candidates and are biased in favor of those with the money to pay for them. Um, and um, uh, uh, But the, the lead for Marcos is also based on the solid support he has from the dynasties. 71 out of 81 governors are supporting the Marcos Duterte tandem. Uh, Lenny Robredo has some support. But uh, you know, there's a solid backing of the dynasties uh, and that has to be understood uh, in terms of the lead that they have. Um, so um, uh, in, in this situation, uh, the Filipino communities overseas uh, are also uh, aligned uh, with uh, these uh, political forces. Um, and um, um, given that uh, the opposition uh, is uh, divided in, in terms of not being able to run uh, a united uh, ticket against the Marcos Duterte uh, axis of evil, as we call it. 
even though um, uh, PLM has formed uh, left alliances, such as um, being uh, key instrumental in the formation of Labanang Masa and the Socialist Green Alliance and various other labor alliances. Um, in this situation, we're calling for uh, a unity or on the ground. Um, that is, there is no need to, to withdraw uh, in favor of um, say, uh, anyone else in the opposition uh, running against the Marcos Duterte tandem. But let's have unity on the ground. Let's mobilize our forces on the ground and campaign on the ground against the Marcos Duterte tandem. And, um, and this has also got a, a really strong hearing, uh, including uh, amongst um, the, the youth campaigners, uh, uh, amongst the other opposition forces. Uh, and some of them are picking up our own candidates uh, and uh, uh, supporting and um, campaigning for our own candidates uh, in the Philippines. And this is being reflected uh, internationally as well. So in Australia, some of the Filipino networks um, uh, are, uh, have... Um, uh, um, agreed to support our Senate candidates, uh, such as Luke Espiritu and, uh, uh, and PLM for Congress as PLM party list. Uh, and they're handing out uh, how to vote um, tickets uh, along these lines. So uh, we, we thank them very much for the support. Maran, maraming salamat po, sainian lahat, for your solidarity and support. Um, and um, uh, this is also happening uh, in uh, um, some of the uh, other countries, such as the Netherlands and so on. Um, so, um, uh, so our position is uh, uh, not withdrawal, but unity on the ground. Um, and this is also um, in preparation for the post-election scenario. Um, with a real possibility of a Marcos uh, Duterte victory, um, we, we really need to be prepared uh, to, to mobilize uh, against uh, electoral fraud. Uh, it's very likely uh, that uh, there will be massive electoral fraud. We have to be prepared to mobilize against this. We have to be prepared to mobilize against this regime. Um, so this our call for unity on the ground, for campaigning on the ground, is, uh, is uh, a critical call uh, in the lead up to the elections and in the post-election scenario uh, uh, that uh, with a, a possibility uh, of uh, the victory uh, through electoral fraud uh, of these uh, far-right forces. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. This has been the Green Left Show, as I said. A big thank you to Rahana for joining us joining us today and thank you for, for tuning in. Um, before we go, I do want to remind you that if you like the work that we do, please become a Green Left supporter. It is the most important way to to show show a bit of you know financial love as well as to get the content that we produce. There's a link in the description below. There's also a link to how you can support us on Patreon. Uh, either option is fine, whichever way you like to you'd like to show your support. Uh, until we meet again, we'll see you next time. I hope you got a lot out of this episode. To continue producing shows like this, we need your support. Consider becoming a supporter for five dollars a month, sharing this show on social media, and submitting your own stories. 
You can do all this at our website, greenleft.org.au.